That's my cue. Hi. <laughs> We're doing a little snack. The final little snack. One last little snacky snack. Before we have breakfast. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was like, why would we have breakfast? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done this. It's more like brunch at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty late. A little, little late for breakfast. So, Callan. Hi. Our editor. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? I actually feel like, uh, good, good. I, but I, I'm Melanie, by the way. Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Hello. Welcome. That's, I'm pointing. It's been a while. Uh, the, uh, this is Michael. Yep. I'm Michael, all right. Or Mike. You're Michael when you're in trouble. Yeah, I'm Michael when I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's a secret. He's always in trouble. And we we are doing a little snack to uh, cross the T's and dot the I's of our fun little COVID project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling? Mm, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that question for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling good. I like a little, this is like, you know, after you've watched the final episode of your favorite show and then you go on YouTube and it's like, oh, we got the cast together for one last look at the show and reflecting on blah, blah, blah. (laughs) That's us, you guys. We're the reunion. This is a reunion episode. Oh my goodness. Remember, remember. Back back four months ago when we ended the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we had to come back because we got emails from like 2021 that need answering or need to be read. I mean, I read them, but we just didn't have a chance to do a little snack before then. So, mm-hmm. you know, what a good way to go out. And then we can like chat a little bit about how we're feeling. I'll come back to that question later. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> For you. I didn't mean to sucker punch you there. Um, but yeah, should we get to it or? Let's dive right in. Yeah, let's go ahead. Our first one is from May 10th. 2021. Wow. And it is uh, from Tyler. Oh, okay. Who was uh, famously on our Supernatural episode. Right, right. And he writes, I'm going to try and do an impression. Ready? Hey, dudes. (laughs) I should have listened back because I actually don't recall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tyler. This is what you sound like now. Dempsey here. After listening to a couple episodes, I remembered that for some reason they made a supernatural anime that is shockingly named Supernatural the Anime. Oh, okay. Which you can buy on Amazon Prime. Hard to find any info on it, but that's probably for the best from what I can remember. (laughs) Wow. That's Uh, a fun fact. I didn't know that. I feel the need to watch that anime. Over the show? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, uh, as you'll recall, it was a no for me. (laughs) But maybe the anime will be better. Yeah. Right? Maybe. I still have yet to see the Scooby-Doo episode, but I definitely want to watch the Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, I didn't return and watch any Supernatural either. Yeah. I guess Mm -hmm. um, just like a question for you guys, did you go back and watch any of the shows we covered at all? Uh, mm, No. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I I watched a couple of episodes of a couple of the shows, but now I can't remember what they were. I did start watching The Americans, but I didn't get very far. Right. Okay. But I I do plan to continue with it. So that is like the one show that I think I'll probably end up watching all the way through. Okay. Um 
That's fair. I still want to watch Short Poppies. I just haven't been able to find it. It was... Uh, I actually did watch all of Short Poppies. Oh, dang. And nice. it was on Amazon Prime, but it's gone now. So. Of course. We can't have anything nice. Thanks, Uncle Jeff. Yeah. I don't know where to find it now. Um, I actually watched a lot of the shows, or quite a few of them, I guess. I don't know. I watched uh, all of um, Flipped. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Queeby show. Because mm-hmm. I think it's on like Roku or something now, and my parents have it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I watched... Um, the first season of Lodge 49, because the oh. second one's not available in Canada yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched all of Short Poppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched all of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that show, by the way. <laughs> it's freaking it's so amazing. good. Um, I watched Jiri Haji mm-hmm. and The Golden Girls. I, wa- I was rewatching. <laughs> I have been mm-hmm. rewatching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it so far. But, but the question is, did you go back and watch all of Neon Genesis Evangelion? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> and uh, if you listen to the episode, I think you'll know why. <laughs> I need to, I'm, I'm still processing those last two episodes. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. I, fair. I haven't gotten over it yet, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still not over it. It's been years. <laughs> I thought you still you actually watched like the uh, first couple episodes of the show. I did, and then I remembered where what the ending was. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got to take a break. And then you got mad all over again. Yep. <laughs> um, anyways, thank you, Tyler, for yeah. your email. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I hope Thanks. my uh, impression was spot on. <laughs> um, there is another email here. Uh, May 18th, 2021. And this one's from Danielle Lee, of course. Okay. We love Danielle Lee. Hello, my friends. Okay, so I can admit that I didn't actually finish all of Supernatural, but I watched most of the seasons. Also, I honestly don't expect you to read all of this. I have a lot of Supernatural thoughts. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a big email. Okay. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Let's let's, let's hear this. A couple of things. It was terrible to women. Like, most women in the show were completely one note and just disposable, so many female characters were killed, like, just so easily. Also, Dean is a pretty toxic man, so there's a lot of mistreatment of women. But also, Felicia Day was a recurring character at one point and was pretty fun. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. I have a funny story about Felicia Day, actually. (laughs) I also have a funny story about Felicia Day. Oh my oh, gosh! Really? Tell me, tell me your fun Felicia Day story. Well, let's let's put pins in that. I okay, will remind yeah. you both <laughs> okay. that we need Felicia Day stories. Look okay. at you moderating. Um, <laughs> also, it was originally only supposed to have five seasons, as the showrunner had said that he wanted it to only last that long. And the sixth season had a different showrunner. So, if you were actually to watch it, I'd recommend the first five seasons and maybe a couple of other one-off episodes, like the Scooby Doo one. Uh, it is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it too. There's also Mystery Spot, which is a Groundhog Day episode, also fun. Dean dies a lot in that episode. I think we know what her feelings on Dean. <laughs> <laughs> the least the list of Dean deaths is long. 
So that was a tough question for Ty. I am both surprised and not that Tyler didn't mention any of the fanfic, especially the Wincest or the Dienstiel stuff. Oh my gosh. If you can't figure it out from this, then you probably don't want to know. <laughs> In the oh before boy. times, I went to the same trainer gym as Osric Chow who played a recurring character, Kevin Tran, a.k.a. a prophet of the Lord. We often had sessions at the same time. It made me laugh every time. I had a theory, and as I have failed to find anything to back it up, I will. it will remain as such. But I wondered if the dropping the knives, gun, whatever gag that is recurrent had anything to do with the X-Files. You better believe that I bring it all back to this. There was a running gag in the TV in the X Files that whenever Mulder pulled out his gun, he would lose it, drop it, or whatever. Right. So I was wondering if this was an homage to that, as Supernatural definitely made references to the X Files on occasion. Right. And obviously, both being filmed in Vancouver or predominantly meant that they shared some actors. As this email is already too long. I won't go into notables. <laughs> Anywho, I still love the show, obviously. Keep up the good work, Danielle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Danielle. <laughs> the, we this kept is up the good us work. Keeping up the good work. <laughs> this is it. One more time, yeah. Whoopsies. Aw. Uh, that's really cool. I'm gonna look up that fanfic later. Yeah. Put that in your your nighttime reading list. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. I love that. I love how she always brings it back to the X-Files. Yeah. Definitely check out the Daniel Lee X-Files episode if you haven't. Listener. Yes. is very good. <laughs> um, also, Felicia Day story. Oh, yes. Okay. So my Felicia Day story is, um, I think it was one year I went to PAX. And it was mm. just after she had released her book. I have it over here. You're, you're never weird on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I would get um, my book and my friend's book, who didn't come to PAX with me, signed. So I waited in line and did all the things. And um, I didn't know this, but apparently when it comes to like meeting celebrities or like people I admire or whatever, I become a real weirdo. Yeah. Like... I've, I've from a distance stared at people and then just been like, oh, they're hogging. <laughs> like, walk away. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I approached, you know, her uh, with the books and they were on the table and she was signing them. Then she looked at me and just went, I like your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Thank you. <laughs> and I took my books and I left. Oh, that's great. Just a weird exchange. Well, was yeah. he flirting with you? I don't know. I think we were just both weirding each other out. <laughs> you you met with mutual weirdness. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's what was like I was giving off an energy. She's like picking up on it and just sent it back to me or something. Like I mean, it's also a pretty genius tactic if you're like sitting there meeting a bunch of nerds who feel socially awkward be socially awkward first and then they'll be like oh my god this is normal yeah it's great don't be weird it's fine it's a good tactic my my story is basically the same uh at pax oh my god did she tell you she you have a nice face too no i just i told her i liked her in dollhouse and then she's like thanks and that was the end of our discussion so i think it's just the environment and <laughs> i like that yeah just thanks th thanks 
be very like it, those cons are awkward meeting famous people are awkward especially yeah, when you're yes. just meeting them to like get a thing out of them and then leave yeah yeah that's um, i got a little more used to it in the later years in pax but but yeah that was like my first time ever meeting someone be like i know you from the internet <laughs> i haven't i have another story actually it was the same pax and uh it was to meet Laura Bailey. Uh. We went to, oh gosh, well, what were those games where they were all stories? And there's the Batman one and. Oh, Telltale? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Telltale. Yeah. So it was a Telltale thing because she was like a character in the Borderlands thing. Yeah. And afterwards, she was like saying hi to people. And I was, I suddenly became like a small child and I was super shy and I couldn't even approach. And then I was just like, I was with Michelle and Janessa and I was like, I can't do it and I can't do it. So I tried to leave and then they like pulled me back in. Oh no. And then, and then I was just like standing there staring at her. She was doing something like she was done with the, with the guests or whatever. And then, um, I asked like, can I get a picture? And then she's like, yeah, sure. And then I went in for the picture. Janessa took it. And then she looked at me and she was like, are you going to run away now? And I was like, yes. And I grabbed my <laughs> phone and I ran. <laughs> and then when I looked at the picture later, it was so blurry. <laughs> <laughs> you were just <laughs> vibrating with anxiety. Oh, no. But it wasn't me who took the picture. It was Janessa. Uh, yeah. Oh. Janessa. Oh, it's terrible. Uh. <sighs> But anyways, sorry. Okay, on to the next one. Are you ready? Because this ready. one's uh, this one's great. This is from Dennis. Oh, okay. Oh so Dennis from our, uh, well, several episodes, including our yes. final episode. Yeah. This one is from the 3rd of June, 2021. Okay. Host Mike proclaims that he is not really into fantasy as a genre when we all know about his open affection towards the Harry Potter franchise. Oof. Books, video games, <laughs> hoodies, mugs, coasters, pretend magic wands, not real magic wands, <laughs> the works, you name it, he <laughs> got it. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> Please expand and clarify on this position, Mike. P.S. Star Wars is a clinically proven outer space fantasy. Just saying. Your facetious but authentically curious pal, Dennis. Okay, well, I, I can actually answer this, but also, like, I try to think of, like, when J.K. Rowling, when the stuff came about J.K. Rowling. Like, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I didn't really know about it till last year. But yeah, I I'm still, you know, torn, betrayed, torn. Well, betrayed, betrayed is a better word. Is a, is a good word, I think, because yeah. here's the thing. I mean, I also love Harry Potter. Mm. Not a big fan of JK. Yeah, not a big fan of the fact that if I buy new Harry Potter things, that money is going into J.K. Rowling's pockets yeah. that she then spends on anti-trans causes. That is yeah. that's not uh, that's why I don't. Yeah. yeah yeah your stuff is all old so you know what mm -hmm. can you do yeah. about it right yeah yeah but having said that i think the main difference between star wars and harry potter and any other kind of fantasy and i do agree star wars is a fantasy um it's more to do with uh the way people talk like like if people sort of talk in like a high fantasy sort of way like a lord of the rings way it, it just really bothers me and that's particularly why i don't like the Star Wars prequels as much and the Star Wars Clone Wars series as much. And I prefer like the newer series where people sort of more talk like normal people, I guess. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. And I think Dennis would appreciate me putting a little bit of pressure on you. Um, I'm going to do that. You're welcome, Dennis. So 
if if it's if it's ye olde English that is um upsetting to you, um, what about franchises, sci-fi franchises that have you know a, a blended way of speaking like Firefly? Firefly, I think, is a great example of a show where the people sort of talk like people that I know. Like, yeah, there's a bit of like a like a Joss Whedon quirk that's on there that I can I can recognize, but also like um, like they they actually do kind of I, I, I like. <laughs> they do kind of talk like like normal people as opposed to being in like a sort of high-minded, high-fantasy sort of thing. Okay. So okay. you don't like it when people are well-spoken? I guess not, so yeah. You mute whenever Obi-Wan comes on the screen <laughs> because he is very high-fantasy. I mean, there's definitely times when there's definitely Obi-Wan lines in the early seasons of the Clone Wars that I kind of cringe at a little bit for sure. Okay. I cringe when he calls children younglings. <laughs> yeah. What? Perfect. I call children younglings. <laughs> yes, because now you're doing it to mock Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's not necessarily a hard and fast rule for me, but it's hard for me to get into something new where people talk like that. Like if I'm already into like some sort of show or story and then there's like some people that sort of talk like that, I don't mind. But like like if I'm trying to get into a new show or a new comic and then everyone's just sort of talking in gibberish, I just can't I just can't appreciate it. What about Shakespeare? You hate Shakespeare? I hate Shakespeare. <laughs> That's a hundred percent yeah. Jane wow. Austen? Period pieces? I haven't read any Jane Austen. Bridgerton? You liked the first episode of Bridgerton. I did actually appreciate Bridgerton, yes. Maybe Bridgerton will be the gateway for you to get into period drama. Ooh, now I'm plotting. <laughs> Would you like to know a fun fact? Yes, ah. give us a fun fact, Melanie. Um, Michelle Del Mundo, who was also our guest here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. I really like period pieces, and I asked her if she wanted to watch one with me at some point. And she was like, are there horses in it? And I was like, uh, I think so. It's like, if there are horses in it, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> and she's like, I'll fall asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like seeing the horse triggers her or something and then she falls asleep. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Just something about horses. Just something about Not, horses. Wasn't sheep um, jumping over that fence. It was, yeah. it was horses. Wow. Okay. And then I had to be like, so like, does does a period play count? Because they wouldn't have a live horse on stage. And she's like, that's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, that's They'll have a... Cup, two dudes in a in a costume. That's fine. I'll get drowsy, but I'm not gonna fall asleep. <laughs> okay. On January twentieth this year, mm. uh, Dennis Morich again wrote to us. Little snack. Oh, sorry, Lil snack. Final episode question and sent nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say to you people. Thanks, Dennis. (laughs) He then writes this again. This time with the header, Lil Snack Final Episode Question that is not blank and has text. Okay, good. (laughs) Given the rise from guest star status to co-host status, when will Danielle Lee create her own spinoff sibling podcast dessert before breakfast? Hashtag pass the torch. Hashtag give the fans what they want. Oh, Ooh, man, wow. I would listen to a Danielle Lee dessert before I breakfast. Would. She's yeah. crazy knowledgeable about TV. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Even if it wasn't even just a dessert before breakfast, but may- like if she just explained just all of, 
Yeah, just straight up dinner. Just explain all of the shows that she loves. I mm-hmm. would listen to it like right dinner. now. Put it in my ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's do, Should we give her a mic or something? If you want to take the torch, Daniel Lee, uh, you know where to find us. Yeah, she love knows that. where I live. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Great question, though. Good question. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. You can tell that only like three people listen to our podcast because oh, it's all the same ones over and over. <laughs> we just have a very shy fan base, okay? Yeah, we have a very shy fan base. And you know what? The bolder ones just keep, you know, coming back. Um, this one is again Danielle Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thursday, February 10th. Hello, my dear friends. First off, I am still devastated this is over. Oh, I'm so With no. With respect to Jello salads. There's a lot of history there, and I no longer remember why I felt like I needed to email about this. I guess I was surprised that none of you really knew about Jell-O salads, and that you were very confused about it as a concept, which I can't blame you for. It is odd. There was a huge trend of aspics. Aspics? Sorry. A-S-P- Send us your ass pics uh, at dessertbeforebreakfast.com. A-S-P-I-C-S. How do you pronounce that? Ass pics. <laughs> okay. There was a huge trend of ass pics. And then obviously the jello we know and love. Love in the 60s. There were definitely a lot of re- different recipes, but as far as I know, the... Aspics were more savory. She's saying this word like I should know what it means. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Danielle Lee, what is this? Aspic or jelly meat is a savory gelatin made with meat stock or broth set in a mold to encase other ingredients. These often include pieces of meat, seafood, vegetables, or eggs. Aspic is also sometimes referred to aspic gelée. Or aspic jelly. Okay. That sounds horrible. I feel like it's like what you put on top of like head cheese. It's like head cheese. I don't want that. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. I had heard of the term jello salad before, but I'd never seen one with my own eyes, if that makes sense. Like I've heard people say the words jello salad. I'm like, why are you saying those words together? <laughs> those words do not go. You thought that they always meant jello and also salad. Jello, comma. Salad. <laughs> yeah, or or maybe that it was something that wasn't like the jello that I knew. Like maybe it was something else. Like I didn't mm. realize that it was like literally jello. Well, apparently it could be jello or aspics. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. There are definitely a lot of different recipes, but as far as I know, the aspics were more savory, made from meat broths and natural collagen and gelatin from meats. And then the use of jello was either savory or sweet, or in a combination of the two. Aspics have been around for a long time, like hundreds of years with a lot of different cultures having versions of them in a variety of cuisines, some of which was for presentation, but also the preservation as meat within a gelatin would help it last longer. So jello was the more modern version, which also provided bright colors and ease of use for people in the 60s. Weren't they also like sugary and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and flavored like fruit flavored or whatever. I think I guess like not always. Like you could just get regular gelatin, right? Oh. oh. Okay, anyway, to the point I was making, jello salads were very much a thing and are very retro and American, which is why they weren't really part of my up, upbringing. 
My friend's mother makes one every year, and it is definitely more a salad said in heavy quotations because while it contains <laughs> vegetables, it is also usually coated in a layer of mayo. <laughs> Which to me just sounds awful. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, Wait, I can't even wrap my head around Jello with vegetables in it and mayo on top. And mayo, yeah. This was long and rambling. So, yeah, there you go. I will miss this show dearly. Hope that I can return in some form one day. Well, well funny you should say that. Funny you should say that because Dennis <laughs> because. has plans for you. Yeah. Oh man, Dennis, Dennis and Danielle Lee. I would I would listen to the I would <laughs> listen so much to Dennis and Danielle Lee in a they podcast. They should co-host, yeah. They yeah. should co-host. I mean, yeah, the, they were um hilarious on the uh Christmas episode together. So um uh, for reference yeah. to our listener, this is uh this is referring to our Fargo episode. Mm. Um, if you'd like to hear us talk about Jello Salad, uh, uh by us, I mean you too. I'm not involved. I just, edit <laughs> I, feel, I feel included when I'm editing it. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> I'm not, uh, then, uh, feel free to listen to it. Yeah. She's just shutting us up sometimes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I actually went, I did a much longer rant about Jello that she cut completely. I so. censored it. <laughs> it was too I was scandalous <laughs> for our listeners here. I, I would love like a bit where it was just like a super long redacted part where it was like, eee! oh yeah, It'd be like this. This Melanie's very explicit description of her Jello activities was too much. <laughs> no. Okay, we have one more email. We also have some voicemails on the way. Yes, excellent mm-hmm. voicemails on the way. Uh, this is from Haley Dufresne. Mm. Okay. A little snack is not enough. Who will fill this tummy void now? <laughs> Thank you for all the fun. What a great host, great hosts, and editor. <laughs> Hope you all had as much fun making this happen as it was to listen to. Great concept. May your next adventure be as wild and full of laughter and good times. Aww. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Haley. Excellent. Well, so nice. If you want a bigger snack, uh, you can hashtag give the fans what they want and uh, send that to Danielle and Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag pass the torch. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. That's uh, that's it. Those are all the emails. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. So I might have told you guys this already. I don't know. So before we go into the voicemails. Did I ever tell you that Dessert Before Breakfast was inspired, at least in part, by a 1989 romantic comedy? No, you told me it was your original idea, and I feel <laughs> lied to and cheated right now. Well, I mean, it's very it's very indirectly inspired by something that I had seen on this. Do you want to take a guess as to which romantic comedy it would be? No, because I'm still in shock, and I'm a little bit offended. <laughs> uh, no, I... I um... Uh, a romantic, an old romantic comedy? 89. 89. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> romantic comedy. Give us a hint. It was starring uh, Billy Crystal. Oh, is it, um, oh, what's that movie? The Something About Mary or whatever? No. Billy Crystal. The one, the one where they're like, you had me at hello? That's, that's, 
Jerry Maguire. Is it the one where they were like, show me the money? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Monsters Incorporated? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The movie is called When Harry Met Sally, and I actually have a clip here of the moment that kind of stuck in my head from when I was a little kid. When I buy a new book, I always read the last page first. That way, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. You're a little thief, and Billy Crystal's (laughs) going to come after you. Oh, my God. Billy Crystal. In in reality, like, I don't remember this movie at all, but I remember that one line that, like, puts some really existential crisis. It it threw me into an existential crisis as a kid because I was like, I could die before I finish reading a book. And then I would just, every time I would read a book, I would freak out. Yeah. That's why you don't read anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real reason. So, yeah. I was going to say it if you didn't say it. I love this. <laughs> but I always think about that. Like, I, I even now, I think, again, I don't remember the rest of the movie and, like, the actual romance part of it. But I always think about, like, how, like, oh, I'll, I'll go my whole life without having seen Supernatural, without having seen, you know, any of the other shows we watched. And now I'm, like, glad that I at least saw it. Or at least parts parts of the shows that I don't have time to watch all the way through. But You know, I think about that a lot now that... Basically, the only movies we have now are part of a cinematic universe where I'm just like, man, I'm going to die before we get to the end of, you know, any of these storylines. And, and, you know, I've just started to embrace it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we will never see the last Star Wars movie. Almost certainly. Yeah. We will die before we see the last Star Wars movie because they'll probably keep making them forever. Probably. No, listen, Mike, Disney's going to come out with their software thing where we can upload our consciousness to Disney Plus for a subscription fee and (laughs) watch everything they churn out because at this point they will own all the franchises and it'll be fine. They'll call it the Disney Vault Plus. Would you like to join the Disney Vault family? (laughs) (laughs) Come on in. Donate your body to Disney science <laughs> and, and upload your consciousness. Oh, fantastic. I would do it, actually. Yeah, actually, though? I'm probably yeah, I'm into it. Disney, get on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool lore, Mike. Mm. Yeah. That, that's the origin story. Love that. Thanks, Billy Crystal. But also, Michael, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's enough steps removed that it isn't really a ripoff at this point. I mean, like, first of all, it's a podcast. Second of all, it's about TV shows and not books. And third of all, it's it's just, like, um, about not dying, not about, like, exploring it for listeners or for for a spectator Mm -hmm. situation. So I'm pretty sure that I'm safe. But, like, if if Bill Crystal and or the screenwriter of (laughs) When Harry Met Sally want to come after me then yeah just contact our legal team um they will get in touch with you and legal at dessert before breakfast huh? <laughs> yeah absolutely and we'll hash something out your people can just call yeah, our people it's fine yeah man yeah, that's really cool bit. that's neat nice. mm-hmm. nice. um okay so voicemails are we ready for voicemails i'm ready i'm ready Hey, it's Melody from the Sabrina episode. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. As a listener, the Dexter episode was my favorite. I found Dexter to be kind of unwatchable at some point, so I'm grateful I could hear what happened without sitting through it. (laughs) Uh, I'm also sad to see that Dessert Before Breakfast is ending, but I'm looking forward to whatever you create next. That's all I got. Okay, bye. Aww. Aww. 
Thanks, oh, Melody. Nice. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Loved having you on the show. Yeah. I'm so glad that you could uh, provide the public service of, uh, you know, that Jeff uh, did the world a favor by watching all of Dexter so that we all didn't have to. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Pour one out for Jeff. <laughs> and if you want to hear more of Jeff, you can listen to the Fear Science podcast. Uh, we've got like an episode that we guested on over there and he's still going at it. So yeah, check that out. All right. Hey there, dessert before breakfast. Long time listener, first time caller, Greg Livingstone here. I'm also not a doctor, but I was a special <laughs> guest on the Timeless Miracle of Christmas episode. In honor of finishing the new season of Dexter, I went back and listened to the Dexter episode. And I feel like I should bring up a few things. <laughs> The more the series goes on, the less of a sociopath Dexter becomes. Hmm. He was likely suppressing his feelings since the death of his parents, and they come back as he falls in love with Rita, or Deb, or Lumen, or Hannah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and there was mention of cameras at the marina, but it was brought up that Dexter specifically chose a marina without cameras because he constantly carries body parts in garbage bags there. And he was caught eventually. That was the whole second season. And Callan, right here, you need to put, like, a phone hanging up down, like, <laughs> and then picking it up again. <laughs> also, um, actually, Ice Cube's son should be ice to the fourth, not ice squared. <laughs> Love the show. It's so sad it's ending. And always uh, Greg with the math jokes. Yeah. Amazing. If he got caught in season two, why is there still a show? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we have to watch it. No. Oh, no. Please, no. That's, I mean... <laughs> Okay, so so he became less of a sociopath over time, so the sociopath was more of a trauma response to something that happened to him. Yeah, maybe. Probably because his 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 adoptive father didn't give him therapy. <laughs> yeah. And gave him and gave him the tools to murder people instead. Okay. I mean that seems that seems more reasonable than just he's yeah, the that he is a sociopath but is doing these things. Mm-hmm. I, I accept that more. Good work, Dexter screenwriters. Good work, Greg, for pointing that out. Yeah, good work, Craig, for pointing that out. But there's a there's a next part or whatever to Dexter right now. Yeah, it's it's airing right now. Yeah, I wonder how the reviews are. I've heard that they're better than the original series was, or at least the end of the original series was. <gasps> really? Yeah, that's so rare. Yeah, yeah. Jeff did say that it is a good show. Okay. I know we've recorded before, but he he's since mentioned that he's been enjoying the new Dexter. So. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that. So maybe that one's worth watching and just skip the original. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the, the email, Greg. Voicemail, Greg. Um, all right, so we got one more voicemail here. Okay. I'm ready. Hey, Dessert Before Breakfast. I just wanted to say congratulations on a wonderful podcast run. I loved listening to your episodes and getting exposed to new shows that I may never have heard of. Or learning some new perspectives about shows that I'm already a big fan of and hearing what you two thought about them. Plus, I always enjoyed your special guests and I had a lot of laughs. So thanks again. And I look forward to hearing what the two of you come up with next and keep on watching and keep on having fun. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Amazing. That was nice. Did he even introduce himself? He said he was Daniel, but, but that was more completely Daniel Chai from the Fear of Science podcast. So yeah, definitely check that out. Who needs no introduction? Who needs no introduction? But he did introduce himself, and then we just reintroduced him. (laughs) 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 I think that's a good segue back to Melanie's question um, of how you're feeling. 
and some good reflection on what was a really fun time. And I think something that I know that I needed during the pandemic was, you know, something to work on, something to put my energy into. And so I will always be grateful to the both of you for allowing me to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It's just because you refuse to be on the show full time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. so much for editing. For yeah, us. thank you. You're very welcome. And it was a good learning opportunity for me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm feeling, you know, a little bittersweet about it. Yeah. I'm sad that it's ending. But uh, at the same time, like I'm grateful we had it for the time that we did. It was a great way for us to stay in touch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty difficult times. It, it definitely made it feel like the pandemic was like the pandemic was just like so exhausting. But then, like the fact that we had this thing to sort of, or the fact that I had this thing to keep me busy, kind of helped sort of lessen the drain of because I'm an extroverted person. I don't uh, like I need to be seeing people and talking to people. And then this podcast sort of failed that need for me through like the the darker days mm-hmm. of the pandemic mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah. And, you know, I got to watch a lot of cool TV. was exposed to a lot of cool TV. Got to show a lot of my favorite shows to people. So that was really fun. Um, I love to geek out on things. And that was my the funnest part for me is the, the episodes, which I um, was the expert on. I really, really enjoyed that. So, hmm. yeah. Well. Is this it? I think that's it then. Oh my goodness, you guys. As we go on, (laughs) we remember. Thanks for all of the desserts. Thanks for all the, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for listening in on our fun little project. Um, We had a really good time making it. You know, if we ever feel inclined to do a special every now and then i'm i'm down keep an eye on the social media feed you can keep an eye on the podcast feed if we do anything you'll hear about it here and on social media and we'll we'll post it everywhere but and when danielle lee and dennis morich are ready for their first episode you, you will hear it first here <laughs> yeah next up we'll do live shows yeah <laughs> yeah uh you can meet us at the cons uh we will sign stuff for you we will probably tell you we like your face <laughs> <laughs> we will be we will try to out awkward you at every step yes. it'll be like a game yes. to us an awkward off <laughs> by the brass action editing by melanie germain guys i don't have time to edit this i know i know it's fine i'll, I'll edit it it's fine. and i'll add me being like i'll say editing by just over top of it i won't even cut the bottom half of it i'll just yell it over top